0: Anytime something gets placed on TV and there's a sync fee involved, they need permission to use your music, to sync it, just to play the music to picture, So that's an upfront fee sometimes. And that can range from um, zero to, to thousands, to tens of thousands, just depending on the situation. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays. And let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode pretty much the, the, the formula, I guess, is to figure out one thing, whatever, what your one thing is going to be, um, that will, that will give value to other people, um, help other people because that's going to help you draw people in and build an audience. Right. So for me, the one thing has been sync licensing. Um, there's also a book. I recommend um it's called uh, key person of influence definitely grab that i like audiobooks. i like i just do a audible um but key person of influence talks heavily about um the one thing it can be anything you know what i mean like as long as you know people can learn from it, people can get value from it. Um, you can literally build an entire business around one thing. And you know, a lot of people talk about millionaires having like at least seven streams of income. People think seven different businesses, right? But a lot of times, it's really based around one thing. It's just seven things that stem from the one thing. So for me, the one thing has been sync licensing. So a lot of the content, most of the content that I put out there, it's about sync licensing. It's about getting your music placed in TV and film. So, um, so a lot of the content creation is based around the one thing. And what happens is you put so much content out around this one thing, you start to become an authority for this one thing. So people, when they think sync licensing, they're going to think of me and some of my other friends that are also in this space. If people think about, Um, DJing and everything that's involved in that. You want them to think of you. And the only way they're going to think of you is if you're constantly in their face. If you're, you know, you're on the podcast, you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram, you just, you can start with one platform and grow from there. But um, you want to stay top of mind all the time. That's going to help you build that influence and it's going to help people recognize you as an authority in that, that one thing. So what happens is, <clears throat> you know, as um, as you become an authority in your space, you start to build. Let me get a bigger eraser. You start to build out these other uh, these other streams of income. So, <clears throat> like I said before, the big big thing for me. Um, is TV placements, right? Um, So with TV placements, I kind of have, I have two streams of income from that, right? So the first one is upfront sync fees. So what that means is anytime, um, anytime something gets placed on TV and there's a sync fee involved, they need permission to use your music, to sync it, just to play the music to picture. So that's an upfront fee sometimes. and that can range from um, zero to, to thousands to tens of thousands, just depending on the situation. So I'll get paid from that, and then because music is intellectual property, and if they keep using it and it keeps replaying, we get royalties. So as long as the show is like airing, we just keep getting paid. It just never stops unless the show just stops for whatever reason. Um, so that's the second stream. So there's royalties that come with that. Right. So um, the fact that I mastered the process of getting TV placements, you know, getting upfront fees, getting royalties uh, for so many years and I've become an authority in this space now, you know, other people are asking me, how do you do it? How do you do it? Um, so for a while I was doing um, one-on-one consultations because you're an authority, people want to learn from you. Um, you. You figured it out, so they're trying to figure it out. So you're helping them solve a problem by giving them the information that they need so they can do the same thing that you did. Um, so. For a minute, I was doing consultations. I still have them, but um, I don't do one-on-ones as much. I usually do like group coaching. Um, This one will be a one-on-one, but um, I like to do group coaching because it's a better use of my time. Um, One-on-one, it's an hour. I can only talk to one person. It's just not efficient versus one to many, You know, get a a few people in a room um, and it's a little bit, it's just better, better use of your time. Um, so that ends up being like a third stream consultation. So then I got so tired of doing the one on one consultations on Zoom and I'm still creating music for my main thing, right? That um, I had to figure out a way to still give people this information because I naturally love helping people and I want them to have the information, but I just don't want to be on the computer taking meetings all day. So I was just like, how can I you know, uh, optimize this in a way to where I can automate it and just send people to a place where they can get the information that they need. So that's when I created a course, and that's when that when I was telling you just documenting your process. That's when that comes into play, because now you have it written down exactly everything you did to get the results that you got. So now you can teach somebody else how to get those results. Um, so, um, so then that turned into courses, um, and that you know I have systems set up for that to where um, I can just point. I got like a tic tac stuck in my cheek. <laughs> You can just point people. That's annoying. <laughs> you can point people to a, um, you know, to a, a free guide. Um, you know that turns into a funnel that you know points them to the course and you know, a bunch of systems you can use to set that stuff up. But um, courses, so that ends up being another stream of income. Now, from producing all the content that I show to stay in front of people you know, to build that that authority um, in the space. After a while, you create so much content that, you know, platforms like YouTube says, hey, we'll pay you ad revenue because you have an audience. People keep watching your videos. We'll pay you a percentage of ad revenue. So then that became a stream of income. So now you got YouTube. um, um, Instagram was was doing some some influencer stuff for a while. Uh, Facebook will pay you if you you meet the, the qualifications for that. If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu, Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open. So go to road to 10 placements.com. That's road to the number 10 placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code podcast 20 to take 20% off at road to 10 placements.com. Go Enroll today. Um, so now you're getting you're getting ad revenue um, from your social media sites, um, and then that grows over time as your audience grows and things like that. Um, that ends up, you know, growing more. Um, so right there, that's one, two, three, four, five. So that's five streams right there. Um, so then, as a DJ, obviously you got people rocking with your music. So merch is going to be, you know, any for any musician. You know, you got to have some type of merch. Um, something that people can connect with, something that they can see themselves in. Um, So that's super important. So then that's another stream. Where this is this is mine. I make music, not excuses. So hats, t-shirts, and then I wear it in all of my content. So then people are like, "Yo, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd you get that hat?" Oh, well, here's the website. So now I'm selling merch because people are asking about it, and it's something that resonates with them because you know they feel like you know they make music and they don't make excuses either. So it you know it works. So you got merch. Um, what else? Uh, Speaking again, once you you become a key person of influence, people are going to ask you to come speak at events and things like that. Um, oops. So that turns into a stream of income. Um, uh, let me see. Speaking ad revenue, merch, upfront fees, royalties, consultations, courses. What am I missing? Um, oh, so I'm a producer, so um i also have like a beat store where i can lease beats um i don't focus a lot on that but um that's that um also sell digital products like sound loop packs and things like that um so that's that's another one so we're at one two three four five six seven eight nine so that's nine right there um and then we, we didn't even we didn't even get to sponsorships. So the sponsorships and brand deals. Just going back to that audience because you built the audience because you have influence. Now brands want to put their products in front of your people. Um, so now you got sponsorships and brand deals. They're like, hey, we'll kick you X amount of dollars to just do a video talking about you know, this, this turntable or whatever, um, or we'll send you a free one to talk about it and give us your, your thoughts. Um, so then you start getting loaded up with free gear, um, paid sponsorships, partnerships, um, and then that becomes a, a, big stream of, a big stream of income. So like that's, that's the power of just like focusing on one thing and becoming known for that one thing that helps a lot of people out. Um, you know, and it that's all it takes, man. It just focusing and figuring out which lane you want to go down. Uh, once you figure that out, then it's about figuring out, OK, like, how can I how can I help solve a problem that somebody else may may have in trying to do what I'm trying to do? And how can I connect those those two things, um, and, you know, as long as you're, you know, you're authentic and, you know, you just come across genuine like, yo, like, I just I want to help you. And, you know, if you genuinely want to help, they're going to see that if you're just helping people just to make money, they're going to see that, too. And it's not going to work. Um, so that's that's what my whole business has been built around, man. It's just uh, became known as the guy to talk about sync all the times so I geek out about it and then producers start following me and then. All of this stuff just started to develop um, as a result of that. And, you know, I didn't I didn't really understand what I was doing when I first started. Cause again, for me, getting TV placements, it was just like a personal goal. And I was just on Instagram, just talking about it. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, follow me on the journey, using a hashtag and stuff. Um, but then over time, you know, I, it just started to grow. Um, but then when I read this book, key person of influence. That's when it really clicked. I was like, oh, like that's what what I was doing. That's what was happening. And then it all kind of brought it together and made it make sense because um, I didn't, I, didn't, I had no idea. Um, but that's that's what it is, man. It's the one thing. Um, so, yeah, any questions about that? Yeah, Yeah, yeah and I can um, I can screenshot this and like send it to you before you leave. Or just, you got an iPhone? Yeah, I got an iPhone. Oh, cool. Oh, there you there go. Okay, cool. <laughs> this the one? Uh, yeah. Cool. There you go. Sweet. and it's, um even when you look across um, other industries man i got it out <laughs> like say uh, what's your favorite sport sport mm, i love sport if you, okay I, I don't blame you i i only watch college football the most but let's say let's let's take any honestly, any professional athlete, but let's use LeBron James, he's a basketball player. Um, so he's he's like he's a billionaire, considered a billionaire in, in net worth. Like when you look at the breakdown of his income, right. Like basketball is like one of the lowest paying ones. It like when you look at all the sponsorships and the brand deals and like the companies he he's owner in, like that's the stuff that really makes up the billion. Um, and basketball is just a small part. But basketball was was his one thing. He became known as a great basketball player. Right. Um, your, your favorite DJ became known as a great DJ, like that's the one thing. So you find something to become great at, hone in on on your craft and master it. And then people will recognize you for it. You'll build a platform. And then once you've built that platform, all these things start to to just come from it. And then pretty soon these things are probably going to be more than you know, what you would get paid from just DJing a gig, right? Like the sponsorship money is going to be more than actually just showing up to DJ for somebody's party. So that's how it works, man. just across all industries, man. Um, you know, and especially in sports, because I mean, that's I mean, LeBron had before he even hit the NBA, like he was getting offered deals um, like seven figure deals just from like Nike and and Reebok in high school, like it's it's insane. Yeah. But he put in the work like to become a great basketball player to to be able to you know to make that happen. So that's it's really huge, man. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people, they don't they don't get that. Like they just want to s- start all these things. And sometimes multiple businesses thinking, hey, like I have to have all these different things. Like, no, like you just need to focus on one thing and become great at it, master it. And then the other things will be easier. Like I can't sell a hat and a shirt if nobody's even following me or listening to me to begin with. It's way easier to build the audience first and then say, hey, I got a hat that resonates with what we talk about all the time, which is music. Boom, it's easy. Um, or here's some loops. I just put together some loops. Easy. Here's a course on how to get TV placements. I always talk about TV placements anyway. Easy. Um, so that's that's how it kind of works, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> but yeah, that um, that book is a great a great read for sure um, with with building influence and that'll help you too with the the whole, you know, building a, a fan base and things like that. It's all the same thing. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.